everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So this is episode 144, and we're going to be talking about the new moon in Aquarius. And uh, before I get started on those specifics for the month, I just want to say, you know, kind of give you the big picture. We have a very exciting month. It's a real historic history in the making month. Um, but just generally in, in, in homage to Aquarius season, we're looking at the big picture here. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is first the overall big picture. And, you know, really this is about, remember, as I said in the forecast for 2022, February, March, April, this is definitely the most fruitful, productive time of the year. And it's like, work it, work it, work it. And when you got that new moon in Aquarius, man, that's Saturn. Saturn rules this new moon cycle. And Saturn is all about get to work, make it real, be accountable, hold yourself accountable, hold others accountable, um, be disciplined, be structured, put down boundaries if there haven't been boundaries, but um, don't, don't suffer from the boundaries. You know, these are, this is all for our empowerment, right? So um, again, like this, this is a very, very fruitful period, um, not only because of, of, you know, this heavy Saturn influence, um, but also when you think about it too, remember, February 3rd to April 30th, as I've said in previous podcasts, this is a, we're coming up on this week on a very fruitful time, the most productive time of the year, because all planets from February 3rd to April 29th will be in direct motion. That only happens about every eh, two, two and a half years. So when, when it happens, we want to take full advantage of it. So if you've made those, you know, New Year's resolutions and all, it's been difficult to get things started and going because we started the year with Venus and Mercury both, well, Venus retrograde and then Mercury joined it. Well, Venus went out of retrograde um, yesterday morning and um, now we are just waiting a few more days on February 3rd, Mercury will station direct. So we'll have all planets retrograde. So this has been a difficult time, especially if you look at, just gonna share my screen here, just a second. Um, pulling up my Astro Gold. And if you see here, here is the transits for the uh, the new the new moon cycle, and here it is. Wow, wow, this is really exciting! Oh my God, we interrupt this broadcast right now. About fifty egrets have landed on my lawn, and if you hear a barking, um, that's the <laughs> dog is very very excited to have all these visitors. Yeah, and um, I don't know if specifically egret medicine, but I know it's um, birds are always considered messengers from the spirit world, and maybe egrets have a specific message, but um, I love it. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. I was calling the ancestors before I do these podcasts, so I don't know. Maybe they're... Thanks. Okay, yeah. Take, take wings and fly, right? Talk about freedom. That's what I was going to say. Aquarius is all about freedom, right? Aquarius season, Aquarius, the new moon in Aquarius. And so, um, but anyway, I just wanted to finish that up about, you know, we, we're, we're having some difficult conversations and we've had to have, and we still will have for the next several days, you know, um, into next week, some um, hard conversations that are necessary for rebuilding and renewing. So we're looking at deep unconscious patterns in relationships or maybe relationships that have 
long had an expiration date. You know how you something's been sitting on the shelf and you finally in a retrograde, you take it out and you look at it and you're like, you know what, this is this is old, this can of beans or whatever it is is old and you have to toss it. And you so these um conversations that we've been having about, you know, what is really serving us and are things past their due date. And I know in terms of relationships, in terms of with Mercury retrograde, you know, selling, buying, selling, education, technology, learning, neighbors, you know, all of these um, our minds, our, our, our beliefs and our minds and our mindset, you know, we're, we're re revisiting um, all of these things. And it's a really powerful time, but with Pluto along for the ride, it's, it's definitely a goodbye and a letting go process, um, especially first coming to terms with what has been unconscious or maybe some secrets and things or agreements and secrets or loyalties that we didn't realize were being loyal to something that wasn't serving us. So Venus and Mercury retrograde have been very powerful for us in, in realigning ourselves to what is really true and authentic and what will serve us in the long term. Um, so anyway, um, and I will say that um, this energy, the Saturn energy of deep, serious reflection and boundary setting and um, coming into one's power is, is going on. We got Mars, Venus, Mercury, and Pluto all in Capricorn. And that's, that's, that's pretty deep, you know? I mean, I mean, look at this thing, you know, look at this, the stellium here. It's called a stellium when you have three or more planets. So that's a heavy influence, our personal values, our drive and ambitions and goals. You know, the, these are all staying in the Airbnb of Saturn. So, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a deep restructuring and boundary setting and endings, a lot of endings. Um, you know, Saturn can be very depressing and, and melancholic. But um, in, in recognizing limitation and um, looking at things that way, uh, it, of course, it enables us to build, you know, building something better and uh, creating structures and accountability and things that support us and allow us to be really productive and reach our goals. So uh, the new moon starts, as we can see here, on Tuesday, February 1st. And it is at 12.46 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So just adjust your clocks accordingly to your time zone. And the big deal here is really going to be that Mercury, I mean, the new moon is conjunct uh, Saturn. And so um, this is definitely a, a reality check. It's like high noon, you know, and this has gotten, this is a really big, big deal because if, if we're gonna just pause a moment here, think about the fact that, um, this is the month that sat, I don't know, Pluto goes into, we have the exact hour and minute degrees and minutes of the Pluto return to the USA. I will be talking about that um, in very shortly, probably the next episode. I know I keep saying that, but it's, it's such a deep dive. You know, Pluto, it's like you can't be surface with him. It's very profound. And what it means for us, we're only going to see this once in our lifetime, unless you live another 248 years, and then you will see it again. Uh, so um, anyway, yeah, very deep reflections here, very fundamental shifts in our, in our reality, our very fundamentally, our external reality of government and society, but our internal reality check. There's this massive shift of consciousness taking place here. Um, so anyway, like I said, four planets, and they will be dancing, as we can see here, going back to the chart. They are dancing in the sign of Capricorn here. And then, um, then eventually Mars, 
and Venus and Mercury will move into Aquarius. And so it'll still be in Saturn's sign, ruled by Saturn, right? Cap rules, Saturn rules Capricorn and Aquarius. And so it will, um, these are very, very important conversations that we're gonna be looking at for, the, for sure for the next six weeks. So anyway, um, please forgive me if you hear the, the dog walking. It's very excited, you know. Yes, <laughs> we include everything and everyone here. All right, so February 3rd, the sun is going to come into that exact conjunction with Saturn, as you can see here at um, 15 degrees. So we'll really be feeling that strong reality check happening um, on the 3rd. Um, and then, um, and like I said, just use this time to really plan and um, set your goals down and what do you want to achieve? This is like the most perfect time of the year to do that. Thursday, February 3rd, um, if you look at the um, right before that, February 3rd is um, Mercury will station direct, right? So this is very, very exciting news. Yay, Mercury. Now, actually, I'm I never worry about Mercury retrograde. Um, I, I've, I've come to love it actually. I, I enjoy meeting people that I haven't heard from in a long time or res, you know, reconnecting because it, it always brings people from your past. And it's really, it's fun to see you know, who's gonna pop up. It has that mystical, magical, you know, how we Mercury dances in its liminal space, right? He dances in between dimensions. So it's really cool to just lean into that magic instead of being frustrated and annoyed by it, just lean into it, you know? So all these times, several times during the week when my computer wouldn't turn on and it would be like, or it would turn on, it would sit there and it wouldn't load. And like, okay, okay, I know I'm Mercury Vendergaard. And I'm like, okay, Ganesh, you know, remove obstacles. And then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna visualize it, you know? So I'm working with it. But anyway, so Thursday, February 3rd, 11, 12 p.m. Eastern time, we have Mercury stationing direct at 10 degrees of Aquarius. So if you have planets, near, I would say, between seven and 13 degrees of Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, or Taurus, you are definitely gonna feel this forward movement. It's really gonna, you know, the gas pedal. Mercury is now morning star, and it's going to move uh, like herald of a new day, has more yang energy engaging the mind. Um, and so again, this is all gonna help us with our, our planning for the year. Okay, it will be still conjunct Pluto, as you can see here, um, with um, Mercury stationing direct. Let me move this by the hour as you, uh, let's see, it's gonna be Thursday, February 3rd, 11, 12 p.m. Da, 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 da. And here we go. So it's gonna be very tight with Pluto and then it will pass. So from Thursday the 3rd, until, as you can see, it'll keep moving into, let me make a day to make it a little faster. Um, here we see it at 24, 25, 26, just keep your eye. Here it is exactly conjunct Pluto, and that'll be Friday, February 11th, right before Valentine's Day. <laughs> Boy, we're gonna have some pretty cool, interesting transformative experiences available to us. Um, anybody got a toxic relationship? Usually when Mercury goes retrograde, business or personal relationships, things that haven't been working come to an end. Um, this could be a kind of a painful end. It could be an emotionally cathartic experience, but again, ultimately it's something that needs to happen in order for us to grow. Pluto always brings in that rich volcanic soil, right? After that lava, that volcanic explosion, it, it settles and then that 
lava and, and all that destruction turns around and becomes the, the fodder for the next round of life. So we use it to build on and it, it renews us and sustains us when we have garnered the truth and when we have captured um, and become aware of like toxic subconscious patterns, which that Pluto conjunction will, will give us, you know, will show us. It's been really amazing for me. I, I started seeing things in my life where I'm like, wow, I thought I handled that. Or I saw a deeper level of, of myself where uh, things that had not been, you know, it, it provides us the opportunity for things to come to the surface that we don't normally see in our day to day. And from that point, it's like, wow, you know what, I'm going to shift here, I'm going to look at my own, I'm going to look at this in a new way. And I, I'm, I now I'm not afraid anymore of this. like, there were some relationships, uh, there, you know, that I, I saw that were past their expiration date, to be honest with you. I've, I've, you know, um, somebody that, uh, you know, I'm thinking of a person in particular that I had known for a, a quite a while. And, um, and I just started to see like, wow, you know, this isn't healthy for, for either of us. And, um, and I'm not going to just dance the old dance again. It's just, it's not, it's not powerful and it doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve them. So it wasn't anything about them. It was me choosing and deciding what is really going to bring me into integrity and into my power. And, and, it, and it can be painful and scary, but you know what? You lean into the unknown, go there. It's, it's rich. So um, anyway, that's Mercury stationing direct. And um, I would say too, with Mercury conjunct Pluto and Capricorn, if you are, have late, any planets in late degrees of um, like of cardinal signs because it's in Capricorn. So if anybody who has planets, signs, planets in Capricorn, Cancer, Libra, or Aries, you would definitely feel this uh, very powerfully. But really, ultimately, um, yeah, I mean we're all going to feel it, but especially in those degrees, will it'll be really a, a change agent. Okay, then um, I wanted to say that the um, the next thing on the hit break. I want to talk about the new, the full moon coming up. So the full moon is going to be on February 16th, 2022. And um, it's very interesting for the United States. So earlier I was saying about the Pluto return. And so we are uh, on February 20th, we'll be at the exact 27 degrees, 33 minutes. Sunday, February 20th, the USA will have the exact Pluto return. Well, we already are at that 27 degree point. And you can see, the sentiments and things that have been boiling up for the last, you know, several years. Um, long term, it's you know, Pluto was in the sign of Capricorn when it went in around 2008, 2009, and uh, it'll it'll leave there finally in 2023. But at this stage of the game, you know, we're we're fed up with what the same thing as 1776, right? The the British, the power, the control trips, and the the people in power versus the average folk and the need for democracy versus the king that decided everything and Britain making all the money and taxing the Americans and um, you know this usurping of power you know using using the the plutonian power in a very controlling way and of course having to throw we we threw off the shackles of that stood up and said no you know dear john right or dear george right instead of a dear john letter the declaration of independence was like a dear george letter sorry, we're done. Thank you. We tried. We tried to be diplomatic, but we're just going to have to cut, 
going to use our Mars energy and just make that cut. <laughs> and and uh, we're not going to stand for this anymore, right? But like I said, I'll, I'll get into that more deeply. But what I want to say is the full moon is really going to be support. Very interesting how this is going to occur. And I'm, I'm going to break this down more in depth when I do that separate podcast on the Pluto return. But just to say briefly that the full moon, moon in Leo is going to uh, a few days, you know, four days before that exact Pluto conjunction, the new moon is going to bring these themes up very strongly. So in two weeks, you're going to see these things really come to the fore, this need for freedom and desire and independence. And where do we draw the line? And what constitutes freedom? What constitutes on a spiritual level, Aquarian energy, self-realization, Kundalini awakening? You know, it's like our ego, right? The, 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 the full moon in Leo, right? The ego and the will versus the what is highest and best for us, our higher selves, our future selves, our self-realized selves. So here you see the, the dichotomy here will be this, these, this is where it gets engaged. But what's really interesting is 27 degrees of Aquarius is exactly the moon of the United States of America. So the moon is 27 Aquarius for the USA chart. And so this full moon is on the moon of the USA. So this is like things coming to a head. So um, collectively as Americans, so we think about Aquarius as democracy and freedom. And we see the, the moon in Leo is this, this sense of, you know, the, the, the self. And, the, and I would say too, um, you know, the divine self, um, is the egoic self, right? And, and yet, all, or the divine self, that Leo being the, the, the rulership of the sun and the kings and the king, that we as a nation, we are a nation of free thinkers and with the moon in Aquarius, the moon rules the population of a country. Um, and so we're gonna see these things very strongly, but like I said, I'll, I'll get more into that for the Pluto return, but I just wanted to call your attention to this is gonna be a really powerful full moon for the USA. Um, it's also conjunct Regulus. So Regulus is a fixed star and it's associated with kings and monarchs. And so I think too, there might be that, again, that crisis and we've already been seeing it, for example, with the, the British monarchy with Prince Andrew. Um, and so this, this uh, a sense of things coming to a head and um, the cutting off of one. And we, you know, you've heard all about that is the queen stripped him of all his privilege and entitlement. And he, he's insisting on going to defend himself in the Virginia Jeffrey um, Epstein trial, you know, so, well, pretty intense drama, right? And, and by that time, the new moon conjunct Regulus and the moon and Leo itself ruling the monarchy, we're seeing definitely that crisis in the monarchy. Um, and, and it might also be other things like Queen Elizabeth herself. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but um, definitely a, a really powerful full moon in Leo. Uh, let's see, February 20th, like I said, is the exact um, where these, um, the um, Pluto is going to be at the exact, uh, what is it, uh, 12.34 p.m. Okay, so here, as you can see, 27.33 that's going to be pretty outrageous. Um, and um, all this month and into next month, so the next six weeks, Mars and Venus are dancing with each other in the sign of Capricorn, right? 
Look at that. Both staying in Saturn's Airbnb. So there's enormous drive and desire, the drive, Mars, you know, the desire for things and then how we get them is Mars, how we move in the world. Mars is in its exaltation in the sign of Capricorn. It does very, very well there. So this, you know, does might make right? And, you know, where does, where does diplomacy and, um, and uh, diplomacy and care for one another, where does that, how does that all blend in? You know, like, so it, it is a really fascinating story emerging here. Um, and so that is the um, Pluto return, which by the way, Pluto will make three passes, right? So this is the first one on, October, on uh, Sunday, February 20th, and then uh, July 11th. So one week after our own July 4th celebration, Pluto will be retrograde passing over that USA point, right? So whatever is going to be happening around February 20th this month, will have resonance and these themes will be revisited July 11th, around July 11th, and then at the end of the year, December 28th. So it makes three passes over this 27 degree, 33 minute point. It's a slow burn with Pluto, right? It's very slow. Pluto only advances about two degrees a year. It spends like half the year retrograde, right? So this is a very slow background burn. Like I said, you know, this, this will only happen, this is the first time in 248 years that Pluto has been at this point. So unless you live another 248 years, um, you're not going to see this again. So this is hugely important, just as important as what has been happening since 2020, the Great Societal Reset, which of course I talked about, I felt like Chicken Little in 2019. I couldn't give enough talks about how everything was going to change and nothing is going to be like the old days. It is going to, we are throwing off the shackles of old structures and patterns that don't serve us. And we are recalibrating what our relationship is to materialism, you know, to things and stuff versus, um, you know, a society based on things and conquering and such, and then moving into the, the uh, a higher octave of idealism in, in the future and looking at ourselves newly and with a whole new set of, um, of values. And so that is what is happening. Um, I would say the last thing I want to say about the months, and then I'll get into where the new moon occurs, and we'll talk, we'll even give you a, a juicy quote from Osho to round things up. So Monday, February 28th, as last day of the of the month, remember February's got a very short month, and we have here, as you can see, uh, the sun is applying, so we end the month with the sun, move, is, which goes into Pisces around, um, sorry, I should have mentioned that earlier. The sun goes at zero Pisces on February, uh, Friday, February 18th. So idealistic, compassion, merciful, lovely, inspiring Pisces dreams and fantasies, fantasy worlds and visions, but also on the dark side, it can be illusion and being delusional, <laughs> you know, Maya, um, fraud, deception, kidding ourselves, kidding others, you know, um, too much rose-colored glasses cannot be good for us. But for better or worse, sun enters Pisces on the 18th, and it will be at zero degrees, kind of, you know, in a very co-present with Jupiter Neptune. Later on in April, of course, that's when the excitement builds when Jupiter emer merges with Neptune, but 
for now, we're going to have like a little taste of what that that vital force feels like um, at the end of February. And as we close out February, so we're advancing to the last day, as you can see, the sun is coming into a conjunction within three degrees, 10 degrees, 13 degrees, very close conjunction here with Neptune, I'm sorry, with um, Jupiter. Jupiter is in its domicile of Pisces, as is Neptune. So these are very powerful signs. They're in their um, home. This is in its home sign um, of Pisces. And, um, and Neptune is um, also, um, in, in modern astrology, Neptune is, is the ruler of Pisces. So um, Ju we have Jupiter and Neptune, both ruling Pisces. So this is a really great time for artistic and creative inspiration. Um, this compassion, you know, the idealistic, the beautiful idealistic world that we all desire to live in and expanding our consciousness, our, our I would say our God consciousness, you know, and, and coming into these realizations of these high mystical realms and maybe incorporating that into our lives. It's going to be very powerful by the end of this month. So, uh, yeah, so that's it for the, uh, those little points that I wanted to mention around certain dates. And um, hopefully, you know, let's, let's use these um, as opportunities as we plan and, and move forward and launch our uh, projects and all the things that are near and dear to us. Getting our reality check, right? The universe, we, we certainly, if we chose this month and next to hide under the bed, or if we've been choosing that for the last month or six weeks, it's been very painful, right? You know, when um, when these planets, when Saturn comes for you, there's no there's no hiding out. It's kind of like the drill sergeant in the, um, you know, in those scenes in the movies, like the barracks, you know, and it's 5 a.m. and it's dark and everybody's sleeping in their bunk beds and then the door flies open and there's the sergeant with this, you know, they always had that flat, like Smokey the Bear hat, you know, and he got the long flashlight and it's like, get up, get out of bed, get out of bed and give me 20, you know, <laughs> it's like, ah, right to the ego that Saturn is like, what a pain in the ass. But <laughs> at the end of that 10 week, is it 10 weeks, however long boot camp is, you have earned something. You have muscles, you have drive, you have stamina, you know how to fight in a war. You, you have your stripes. You have earned stripes through a lot of work and discipline and focus. So Saturn coming for us, Saturn is my friend. You know, that might be a good conversation for, <laughs> for, for this, um, this particular uh, Aquarius new moon, right? It's ruled by Saturn. Saturn is my friend. Saturn in, in the sign of Aquarius wants us to think about the future. What is best for everybody? Where is the win-win where it's we, not me? Things to think about. Um, so yes, Pluto return, full moon, very, very powerful dynamic times. The, the sun coming in, into close conjunction with Jupiter by the end of the month. Big, big inspiration. Um, let's see. So let me show you something, uh, read you something from, let me pull it up from Osho. Um, because I love this book, as you know, I've, I've read from it before, but it's, it's so Aquarian and it's called Love, Freedom, Aloneness. So that, that's what Aquarian season is, right? Like we were saying earlier. So the new moon is a new beginning where we get to bring these. So these qualities are going to be very strong for us. Community building, innovation, forward thinking. Uh, I think about self-realization. It's a, a real Aquarian concept being open-minded, um, the, the breaking, the systems busting of old systems and 
innovation and uniqueness, genius, um, cultivating innovative new ways, new thinking. Uh, what gifts you know, can we bring to the table to benefit others? Uh, coming into our own, you know, the, the unique masterpiece that we are, there is no one else like you in the world. And so you be you is like this huge, that could be the mantra for, for this, um, this new moon, right? You be you. And when, when we are authentically ourselves, everything gets restored, right? The transformation, the revolution is from within, right? So um, what gifts, these things to, to think about, you know, what, what is going to impact us? Um, I think about communities that were, you know, when you think about Saturn, it's like the outsiders versus the, is the outsider, the one in exile, the, the concept of the outsider versus the insider. Um, how can we all move in, uh, together and uh, take care of each other? Think about historically marginalized communities, like say Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ communities, um, you know, women in general, you know, women's rights. Um, there, there's so much on the table now um, where we can all um, find the commonality and, and the, um, even though we are standing as individuals, let us, and, and we want to develop our uniqueness of who we are, but at the same time, it's an interesting par you know, paradox, melding as one. So I, again, you know, on the, on the quarter, right, or the, the US currency, e pluribus unum, right, out of many, there's one. And so uh, cultivating these ideas, um, and this, this area of consciousness is gonna be really uh, profound. It's a new beginning with the new moon in Aquarius for all of these concepts of freedom and aloneness, but being that, that sovereign being versus being lonely, you know, big difference. Um, so let me, let me pull up this Osho quote for you. So just a second. Uh, let's see, we're gonna stop that recording for a sec. Be right back. Dang, this book, it's so hard to just pick one. So, um, but anyway, here's one thing he has to say. Again, you know, love and freedom. These are these Aquarian keywords and it's Valentine's Day on February 14th. Oh my goodness, so amazing. So here's a higher way of thinking about love. Instead of the, the red box of that candy that you never eat anyway, let's face it, who's, who's got that liquid cherry stuff? That's not love. If you love somebody, you wouldn't give them that crap, all right? Let, let's face it. Anyway, um, let me go back. Ooh, take it higher here. Page 37 um, in this book. This, I just love this, this little line about love. Osho says, Love is a device. Well, actually, let me go back to the first part of this paragraph. My whole approach is that of love. I teach love and only love and nothing else. You can forget about God. That is just an empty word. You can forget about prayers because they are only rituals imposed by others on you. Pretty radical, huh? Love is the natural prayer not imposed by anybody. You were born with it. Love is the true God, not the God of theologians, but the God of Buddha, Jesus, Mohammed, the God of the Sufis. Love is a device, a method to kill you as a separate individual and to help you become the infinite. 
I'm going to say that again. Love is a device, a method to kill you as a separate individual and to help you become the infinite. Gosh, that's so good. Disappear as a dewdrop and become the ocean. But you will have to pass through the door of love. Remember that when the full moon comes in two weeks, disappear as a dewdrop. So it's not like, you know, nothing wrong with a dewdrop, right? That was beautiful. But from me to we, right? Leo, Aquarius, me, 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 we, we, we. From the dewdrop to the ocean, but you will have to pass through the door of love. There's another little piece that I love on freedom. <laughs> man has reduced woman into a slave, and the woman has reduced man into a slave. And of course, both hate the slavery, both resist it. They are constantly fighting. Any small excuse and the fight starts. But the real fight is somewhere else deep down. The real fight is that they are asking for freedom. They cannot say it so clearly. They may have forgotten completely. For thousands of years, this is the way people have lived. They have seen that their father and their mother have lived the same way. They have seen that their grandparents have lived in the same way. This is the way people live. They have accepted it. Their freedom is destroyed. It is as if we are trying to fly in the sky with one wing. A few people have the wing of love and a few people have the wing of freedom. Both are incapable of flying. Both wings are needed. And the last little quote. Love is universal. Love does not invite only a few people to celebrate, right? So it's we, not just exclusion right, but inclusion. It's very Aquarian, right? Let's include everybody. Love invites the stars and the sun and the flowers and the birds. The whole existence is welcome to celebrate. Love does not need anything else. A night full of stars, what more can you ask for? Just a few friends and the whole universe is friendly. I have never come across a tree who is against me. I have been to many mountains, but I have never found any mountain antagonistic. The whole existence is very friendly. Once your own understanding of love blossoms, there is no question of attachment at all. You can go on changing partners. Does that mean you are not, that, that does not mean you are deserting anyone. You may come back again to the same partner. There is no question of any prejudice. And I leave you with this. Man should understand himself to be just like a child playing on the sea beach, collecting seashells, colored stones, and immensely enjoying as if he has found a great treasure. If a person can enjoy small things of life, can live in freedom, and can allow others to live in total freedom, this whole world can become a totally different kind of world. Then it will have a quality of beauty, grace. It will have great luminosity, every heart on fire. And once you know the fire, 
the flames go on growing. I feel emotional saying this. Flames of love grow just like trees grow. Flames of love bring flowers and fruits just as trees do. Oh. So my Osho, yay, thank you Osho. And so I'm gonna <laughs> close this out by saying, okay, uh, let us um, end with, well, I know everybody loves this, the little trip through the Zodiac, where is this new moon? Where are these, this reality check around freedom? What area in your chart is this gonna show up in? So I'll do that. And then I have this little song I'm gonna sing for you with my kazoo. No, I'm gonna make a kazoo because I don't have a real one, but I think I should get one. But anyway, let's go through the houses. Okay, so uh, let me bring up this chart again. And we have here, if we have the, uh, we'll start with the, um, with Virgo. Let's bring up my, I'll show you the chart for uh, Virgo rising. So, sorry, sorry, a little, a little um, delay here. Okay, share screen. Yada, yada, yada. Here we go. All right. So if this new moon, if you have Virgo rising, all you lovely perfectionist minded Virgos, totally analytical, driven by Mercury, <laughs> this new moon will be happening in your sixth house. And that is a house that is the joy of Mars. So there's work and effort and struggle. Sometimes it can feel like a struggle. Um, it can, but it's daily service, your daily routine. So maybe there's some some uh, real reality checks around the freedom from your daily routine, your daily life. If you are um, a, an employee or subordinate at work, your, your day job, maybe there's some empowering conversations, especially with that conjunction with Saturn. Maybe there's some empowering conversations that you can have with people in authority, like your boss. So um, again, being real and um, coming into one's power regarding, say, struggles and efforts and and daily struggles, but also daily service. So that would be the moon in uh, the sixth house for you Virgo risings. Okay, next one up is Libra rising. If you have Libra rising, this is happening in your fifth house. The fifth house is the joy of Venus. So this is about um, children or creative projects. If you don't have children, you could say your creative projects are like my little babies, right? So it could be children, creativity, pregnancy, um, sex and pleasure, romantic relationships, right? This is all where this is happening. So we're getting this cool and important boundary check coming into our power um, with um, those, areas of, uh, those areas of our life is where we'll see the great impact, new beginning regarding those areas. Okay, if we have... Um, ding, 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 Scorpio rising, you guys are having it in the fourth house. So the fourth house rules uh, one's home, um, one's uh, parents, home, family, one's private life, could also be genealogy, um, all matters of those things. It's in an angular house. So that that's, speaks loud, right? Those, those are the megaphone, first, fourth, seventh, and 10th of the megaphone planet house, <laughs> megaphone houses. So these are especially loud considerations for you, new beginnings regarding those er that area of your life. If you have Sag rising, this is happening in your third house, which rules uh, siblings, short trips, uh, communication, 
uh, school, education, teaching, learning, um, uh, certainly, um, you know, elementary and high school, up to high school education is specifically a third house. It could be neighbors, you know, it could be in-laws, neighbors, siblings, things like that, short trips. Um, it can also rule like the internet technology and, uh, you know, mer merchants buying, selling, promotion, advertising, things like that. So this might be a, a dynamic new place for you to reinvent yourself in these, in these areas of your life. Next, we have Capricorn rising. And as you can see, this is happening this, um, did I do the one hour? Yeah, Capricorn rising ah, is, uh, this is happening in, hold on just a second. Uh, wait a second. Okay, Capricorn rising. Sorry, the Mercury retrograde hiccup there. If you have Cap rising, you will be having this new moon in your second house. And that second house is about your personal finances, you know, money in the bank, uh, your possessions, personal possessions, your income, um, your values, like the things that are important to you. So this is where you're getting this, this great upgrade and um, maybe some sudden genius realizations uh, around uh, restructuring these things and uh, coming into integrity around these subjects. Okay. Next up, we have Aquarius rising, and this will be happening in your first house. The first house is the helm, right? The helm of the ship. So uh, yourself, your self-image, your identity, your body, your physical body, your character, your appearance, all of that, new beginnings around those, um, those particular um, subjects. Angular too, right? So this is going to speak, this new moon definitely speaks with a, with a megaphone here. Your first house is, is the ruler of your chart. So with Aquarius rising, you have Saturn, which is the ruler of the sea, is the ruler of, the, of your chart. So anytime you have a new moon that Saturn um, is the host of, which was last month in Capricorn and this month in Aquarius, very key for you, for you guys. Okay, next we have Jijing, Pisces rising, and this is in the 12th house, which is not an easy house, okay? It's, it's the joy of Saturn. It is the joy, which is uh, Saturn loves deep, quiet um, contemplation. Some, um, you know, it's like the cave, the man cave or the, the guy cave or the girl cave or the non-binary being cave. A cave is a cave, right? <laughs> it rules prisons, ashrams, monasteries, places away from life. So um, it, it often is connected with um, enemies, sickness, loss, seclusion. So you might be finding some um, empowering um, ways in which to deal with these things. Some, maybe there's some element in this, this new moon cycle where there's an element of loss or, or, or um, of seclusion, of having to sacrifice something. Uh, but finding the freedom in such a, a situation is always the, the 12th house um, thing. So that's 12th house. And then um, as we see here with Aries, okay, Aries rising, this will be in your 11th house. 11th house is the joy of Jupiter. And that is um, friends, groups, alliances, uh, hopes, dreams, wishes, aspirations, groups, group consciousness, you know, a tribe or uh, colleagues, professional colleagues. Um, these things. So this is where this this new beginning is going to occur, affecting um, all of those subjects. Okay. Then we have the um, 
Taurus, Taurus rising, we will have the new moon in the sign, the new moon will be occurring your 10th house, which is an, again an angular house. This is an important um, time and place for you guys in terms of your career, your actions, your reputation, your public reputation is, you know, how you are seen in the world. So there's this new beginnings and new structuring, uh, maybe coming into integrity around all of those subjects, how one is perceived and seen in the world, um, making some new beginnings and choices around your career. Okay, then we have the next one is Gemini rising. So Gem risings, your new moon is going to be in the ninth house, and that is in, in uh, ancient astrology, we call that the house of God. The house of God is, is um, the ninth house. So that's travel, especially long distance or foreign travel. There might be some new beginnings with that or, or separations regarding, right? Because Saturn ruling that sign can be about separation. Um, so or getting real around our education, our higher education, uh, foreign things, foreign cultures, higher education, religion, spirituality, occult wisdom, philosophy, all of those things regarding the ninth house. Okay, we then move to Cancer, Cancer rising. This new moon is going to be in your eighth house, and the eighth house is a house of death, endings, and um, re, you know, out of endings, coming, coming out of survival, coming out of death and moving into life, right? Something that might be coming to an end. Um, death, inheritances, the assets of others, other people's money, finances, resources, investors, um, wills, estates, trusts, inheritances, all those things are governed by the eighth. On a spiritual level, it's like, what debts do we owe others or what uh, debts others owe us? You know, so those themes could be coming into play for for this new moon cycle. And, it, you know, again, resetting, like this great reset um, with that Saturn involved, you know, coming into some, maybe some hard truths, but that but are necessary to move on in our life regarding those subjects. Okay, then we have Leo, Leo Risings. This eclipse is happening in your seventh house of partnership, relationships, partnership, marriage, could be collaborations with others. So we're finding uh, new and innovative ways to collaborate that are based on, um, you know, for, for that benefit humanity as a whole or benefit um, a group or friends or, you know, colleagues and, um, you know, making um, life better for, you know, again, outside of our own selves, but using our own unique talents and creativity to build something um, with another or collaborate with others. Okay, what we have for the next one is Virgo rising, and this will be happening in your sixth house, which is, um, again, you know, not the easiest house. It's the joy of Mars. So Mars can often be about struggle or about something being, cutting something off. Um, but it's also could be courage and persistence through courage and persistence of let's say being willing to smell the coffee as you could, might be about your day job, about your, your work and your service and your daily routine. Um, it can also be about injuries and illness. So, you know, taking really uh, conscious care around those things are very important for this new moon cycle. Um, you know, getting real around the workplace, you could say, um, maybe having some um, enlightening, empowering conversations with your boss or people in authority. So that could be um, available to you for this new moon cycle. 
The next one is Libra rising. And that is this new moon is occurring in your fifth house, which is the joy of Venus. And that is a benefic Venus. And it's about children and creativity and sex and pleasure and romantic hookups. Whoa, happy Valentine's Day, all you uh, Libra risings. No, <laughs> but really it's about, like I said, getting real with that Saturn there. You know, this is, um, this is an especially powerful Saturnian signature. So uh, get real around your creative projects, uh, really, uh, you know, be accountable for them, create systems of accountability, um, create a discipline like time, Saturn rules time too. So putting time aside for your creative projects, making a certain dedicated time each day to get, get that done um, and honoring that as a very vital part of yourself. So that would be the, um, for all of, all of you Libra rising, gods and goddesses and non-binary spectacular mermaid mare people intergalactic beings <laughs> have i covered everyone i hope so um, okay and then we go back once more i think we did we do virgo uh, did we already do virgo rising i think we did yes i mean sorry scorpio rising yeah love you scorpios not an easy place to have scorpio right in the rising sign through drama and intense um, confrontations with life, we uh, learn and grow. That's the design of a Scorpio rising. So it's not wrong, it's just how it happens. And that will be in your parents' home, family, private life, right? That's where your new beginning will, will start. So there's that. And uh, I'm gonna leave you with a song. Okay, I don't know if this is gonna be tradition, but, <laughs> or a new tradition, but I found a song that, that really uh, brings, uh, this, this new moon cycle into, um, we'll have fun with it, right? Right? So hold on, let me grab that song. Okay, you ready? Here it is. It's the song, Higher Love, the Grammy-winning song from 1986 by Steve Winwood. Um, and what I found, interestingly enough, is that it, the release of the song coincided with the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprisings, which began the LGBTQ um, rights movement back in 1969, right? So I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. And World Pride taking place in New York City. So it's both the 50th anniversary of both of those things. And isn't that perfect because that is so Aquarian. So I figured, hey, what a great song for all of us. So you guys know this tune, right? Think about it. There must be higher love. Or kazoo, down in the heart or hidden in the stars above. Without it, life is wasted time. Look inside your heart, I'll look inside mine. Things look so bad everywhere in this whole world. What is fair? We walk blind and we try to see, falling behind in what could be. Bring me a higher love. Bring me a higher love. Bring me a higher love. What's that higher love I keep thinking of? Worlds are turning and we're just hanging on. Getting chills, facing our fear and standing out there alone. A yearning, and it's real to me. There must be someone who's feeling for me. Things look so bad everywhere. In this whole world, what is fair? We walk blind and we try to see, falling behind in what could be. 
bring me a higher love. Do, 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 do. Bring me a higher love. Oh, do, do, do. bring me a higher love. What's that higher love I keep thinking of? I will wait for it. I'm not too late for it. Until then, I'll sing my song to cheer the night along. Bring it. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have the me the melody for every single thing here because I'm on stage. But um, the I love these lyrics. I could light the night up with my soul on fire, like what Osha was saying about hearts on fire. I could make the sunshine from pure desire. Let me feel that love come over me. Let me feel how strong it could be. Dun, 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 dun. Whoa, bring me a higher love. Da, 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 da. Right? It goes, bring me a higher love, bring me a higher love. So yay, that's my little thing. I just wanted to share. That's I feel that's our Aquarian theme song. So that's our theme song for today. For our new moon cycle, bring me a higher love. Yay. All right, my dears, it's always great um, being with you. And I hope that you have found value from this, at least had fun listening to me, not quite singing that song, <laughs> if nothing else. And I'm going to do crowdfunding for a kazoo collection. Um, so anyway, all right. If you need any assistance, um, 2022, how are you gonna plan these next three months, ma'am? This is called bring it time, right? That Saturn demands achievement from all of us. So call me if you need a session, I'm here to assist you. We all win, right? Everybody wins. Starsoundastrology.com. You can go right there. Um, I love hearing from you. So um, comments below, like, share, subscribe. It always helps in the algorithms so we can light up more people's lives, empower them, and make them laugh all at the same time, right? Not bad. <laughs> That's my dharma. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and uh, I will see you next time. So take care for now. Mwah! Higher love, yay! This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening.